How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. With your coronavirus update for October 4th, I'm Jim Watkins. This report is brought to you by Florida Vacations, where your room is ready at siestakeyyes.com. That's siestakeyyes.com. Here are the latest headlines and the latest trends to follow on how we're doing with COVID as it spreads across the U.S. and also vaccination efforts. And we'll have an update on the VAERS adverse effects report. But first up, White House Task Force Dr. Anthony Fauci ruffling a few feathers on Sunday as he appeared on Face the Nation saying that Americans need to be prepared to give up their freedoms in the fight against COVID. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. Fauci also insisted it is too early to tell if people can expect to enjoy Christmas, again, drawing criticism. He said depending on the data, though he didn't specify what data he would use to draw up his conclusions. As mandates go in force, many medical professionals across the nation are taking to social media to question why mandates are necessary. Here we have an example of a nurse from upstate New York who recently got fired for refusing to take a vaccine, even though she says she had natural immunity. It's sad. It's really, I don't understand. Nobody else is asking, um, you know, antibodies. How come we're not testing for antibodies to see if people have natural immunity to this? We have no idea how long natural antibodies last, and we have no idea how long um, the vaccinated antibodies last. We do, however, know that more and more people um, are having a reaction to this vaccine. And here's here's how they're skewing the data. This is what I heard from one of the top three vaccines person today. They're skewing the data because if they have reactions after seven days, they're not counting that. And speaking of adverse effects, Senator Rand Paul made headlines last week during a Senate hearing with Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra, in which he blasted the secretary for ignoring important studies about vaccines and herd immunity. Mr. Becerra, are you familiar with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally? Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac, 
and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 no. years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. Audio excerpt from the Senate hearings last Thursday. And as far as adverse effects here in the U.S., as of September 24th, this is the latest information coming from the CDC's own website, 581,850 reports of adverse effects from people within the first week of taking the vaccine. Of those, 7,215 deaths here in the U.S., 33,703 people required hospitalization, 73,124 people required urgent care, and there were at least uh, 2,500 cases of Bell's palsy. 8,000 people have reported being permanently disabled, and there have been reports of 3,123 episodes of myocarditis, which is a form of heart inflammation. That update, by the way, is expected to be released this week in the coming days, and we'll have that VAERS COVID vaccine adverse events report coming up later in our podcast this week. In other news, people newly infected with COVID-19 might soon have access to what is essentially Tamiflu for the coronavirus, a breakthrough that experts say could drastically alter the course of the ongoing pandemic. At least three contenders are vying to become the first antiviral pill that specifically targets COVID-19. According to reports from drug manufacturers, such a pill could be prescribed by your doctor and taken while you are recuperating at home, potentially limiting the impact of a COVID infection in your body. Merck announced last week their Molnupiravir uh, antiviral drug that is uh, being submitted to the FDA for approval. Uh, the company announced, and they're hoping for a quick approval. Other candidates also include Pfizer and Roach, both also trying to work towards introducing an antiviral pill to help battle COVID. An investigation of government documents by the Disinformation Chronicle revealed new evidence that Dr. Anthony Fauci approved funding for Peter Daszak at Eco Health Alliance to conduct dangerous gain-of-function research on coronaviruses closely related to COVID-19. We've been reporting on this in previous podcasts. Fauci, of course, is the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases housed under the NIH. The Disinformation Chronicle analyzed grants awarded by NIH to EcoHealth Alliance for research on bat coronaviruses and compared them to leaked documents from the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, otherwise known as DARPA, a research group housed within the U.S. Department of Defense. So exactly how profitable are the companies producing the vaccines? Most vaccines given so far in the U.S. have come from Pfizer, BioNTech. Morningstar analyst Karen Anderson expects boosters alone to bring in about $26 billion in global sales next year for Pfizer, who splits profits with BioNTech, a German-based company, or around $14 billion for Moderna if they are endorsed for nearly 
for nearly all Americans. Pfizer executives say they expect their pre-tax adjusted profit margin from the vaccines to be in the high 20s, as in high 20 billion. That would translate to an estimated profit of $7 billion next year just from boosters, according to Morningstar analysts. This year alone, Pfizer expects its vaccines to generate $33.5 billion in revenue. An international group of physicians and scientists signed a declaration Friday accusing COVID-19 policymakers of, quote, crimes against humanity for preventing the use of life-saving treatments uh, on their patients. As of Monday morning, the physician's declaration had garnered more than 4,600 signatures. The signers accused policymakers of forcing, quote, a one-size-fits-all treatment strategy resulting in needless illness and death rather than, quote, upholding fundamental concepts of the individualized. According to Global COVID Summit, The declaration was created by physicians and scientists during the Rome COVID Summit. The signatories are professionals, many of whom are on the front lines of treating COVID patients. To date, 64% of Americans have received at least one dose of the vaccine or a vaccine in the United States. That translates to about 212 million people, according to the CDC. Looking at trends from week to week as far as COVID cases, new cases in the United States have dropped 23% from September 26, one week ago. Deaths from COVID-related illness have also declined from week to week to just over 20% at 1,423 people per day across the U.S. on average on a seven-day trend. And the top five states dealing with high COVID deaths, Texas leads, reporting 144 deaths on Sunday. No other state reported triple digits. Pennsylvania came in second with the most deaths reported in one 24-hour period on Sunday with 31 deaths from COVID-related illness. Arkansas, which had been a hotspot for cases and deaths in weeks previous, reported 16, making him third in the nation. New York reported 11 deaths throughout the entire state on Sunday. And California, a state of 40 million people reported 10 deaths on Sunday from COVID-related illness. New cases are down globally 11% from week to week, and deaths globally mirror new cases also down 10.21%. That is a look at the latest COVID news. Don't forget to follow us online at candidlyspeaking.net. And of course, this information is all available to you at your fingertips at our website, candidlyspeaking.net. With your coronavirus update for October 4th, I'm Jim Watson.